everyone. Welcome to our fourth episode of Her Data Talks. My name is Dee and I've got my co-host Jennifer with me. Jen, would you like to invite, I mean, would you like to introduce our first 2021 guest? Absolutely. I'm so excited, Zach. Thank you for joining us. Uh, today we're talking to Zach Bowers and he is no stranger to the Tableau community, Tableau ambassador, right? Uh, and founder of Data Plus Love podcast, which is very popular. And also a BI specialist still at JLL. Is that correct? That is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We're so excited to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So Zach, tell us, outside of the Tableau world, who are you? We all know you within this Tableau bubble, but who is Zach Bowders outside of that? I mean, uh, Zach Bowders currently is not much outside of that beyond husband and father. So uh, in a normal world where we were functioning and all had places to be, uh, that might be a different situation. But really, I'm a dad of two, uh, two girls. My wife's an attorney, so she brings in more than I do. So she's got the higher uh, pressure, higher stress job. Uh, doing corporate analytics is is less stress than that somehow. And then I've got uh, two girls, uh, both of which are incredibly dyslexic. And I, there's not like a scale of dyslexia, but they both have dyslexia and dysgraphia, which means not only do they jumble things up when they read them, when they bring them in, but they also jumble them up when they spit them back out on paper. Mm -hmm. So that's been uh, a lot of work as a parent and also a small fortune. I can only imagine just yeah. the learning curve there for them, but... I guess a, a part of it is knowing, right? Being able to know their challenge and try to address it. Um, Just so, knowing makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. My, I have a, our twin four-year-olds. One of them has uh, sensory processing challenges, and we found that out um, mid-year last year. And I think just knowing that, it was this light bulb. Like, I understand you now. Now it's, I can cope with what it is that um, is afflicting you. So, yeah. Uh, what? So tell us, besides that, tell us something else. Is there anything else that you... Um, but most people don't know about you. Do you have some secret talents? You can stand on one hand. I don't know why that was an example, but that's our example. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 39, so I'm due for a midlife crisis. So a lot of people, you know, buy a sports car, which I can't afford, or have an affair, which I wouldn't do. So instead, I did something equally reckless and foolish and bought a one wheel, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's hoverboards drunk, more dangerous twin. Uh, oh my it's, gosh. Oh, yeah, I've it's seen those. <laughs> so uh, I've been doing that and enjoying it, and it's scary as hell. And the first time I got on it, like I'd watched YouTube videos for a while. I, I knew everything about how to do it. I went out to a parking lot in the park, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna get up. I'm going to balance. I'm going to ease into it, go forward a little bit, and oh stop. Gosh. The first thing I do is I get up. I start to go forward. I panic because I'm going faster than I expect. <laughs> I lift my front foot which is the wrong foot to lift because oh, no. the front foot is what's leaning forward and powering it to go. So my back foot steps off and plants on the ground. My front foot continues to accelerate forward oh. and I go into an uncontrolled splits in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, I'm gosh. pretty sure cursing in front of an elderly lady. And uh, I think I like pulled something. I didn't do it again for about two weeks, but you know, I haven't had any major incidents since then. So are you like, are you good? Like, can you balance and like roll around the streets now or what? I mean, I'm pretty good. Like, honestly, they're not as stable as they appear. They're really sophisticated and have some cool gyroscopes in them. So it's all about steering by leaning and stuff like a skateboard, except it can go up to 13 miles an hour. Oh um, so, yeah, uh, I'm not one to take it on trails in the park, but doing on sidewalks and streets and doing laps around parks is all good. 
I really want to get video. one of these. Sorry. I was just like, can we get a quick video clip of you doing this, please? Yes. I wish we knew before. <laughs> I, 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 uh, no, I actually, I shot some, I shot some of me on it right around a TC 20 ish. So I shot a video of me, like it was like a steady cam shot around the house. So I'm just talking, but the background keeps moving around me because I was doing it inside, oh which God. I mean, you can do if you're feeling like extra bold, but I wouldn't recommend it. You want, you want an, like something with enough place where you can crash with minimal damage to you and property. Like a padded room. You just need a padded room, it sounds like. That's the best. Like, you should be in a padded room if you're using a one-wheel. It's And this isn't even, like, the, the like, big Mama Jamba one-wheel, which can, like, go for 20 miles and hit, like, 17 miles an hour. Like, that's just the death wish one-wheel. This is, like, the dipping your toe in uh, one-wheel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I want one. I know. I think, Danushka, you and me need one, and then we have to try this together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That sounds hilarious. It's like a okay. suicide pack. Don't do that. Ah, yeah. <laughs> then there was just Jeff and Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Right. You you need some backups for her data, like recruited in the eventuality that one of you has a one wheel accident, which will happen. It's we not a, a matter of if. <laughs> yeah. I have broken almost every joint in my body at some point in my life. So I'm going to pass, Jaipa. This one's on you. <laughs> do you know how coordinated I am? Do you realize what you're saying? <laughs> I think it's a bad call. You're not a good friend if you want me to do this. Um, (laughs) That's funny though. Okay. I'm going to Google some. I'm a better friend because I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on, Zach. Um, Okay. You are a taboo ambassador, correct? So for someone who has never heard the word taboo ambassador before, can you kind of clarify what that means, what that entails? Sure. Um, Tableau ambassadors are people that Tableau software sort of tapped to be representatives to the larger community of users. So rather than Tableau trying to do everything itself, like just hiring tons of people to try to, you know, not just sort of manage the relationships online and social media, but really just also be cheerleaders and help people and support people. Instead of doing that, they find people out there in the community that are already kind of doing that in their own capacities. Um, so I was part of last year's class, which was the biggest class of ambassadors. Um, and I mean, on one hand, it is part marketing for Tableau. So they're getting a bunch of people that are sort of super fans and they can sort of market off of that because they know they're going to b- produce a bunch of cool content. But on top of that, it's really just to serve that overall community because if you've got a great community of users making cool stuff, um, it's good for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. I, I think we talked on our, our call yesterday, the whole coming to the Tableau community and hearing Zens and Ambassador. I'm like, what is this? Well, when you <laughs> tell someone that's not in the Tableau community, yeah, my boss is a Tableau Zen master. They're like, uh, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> or somebody made up words. the community, yeah. like, here, you should reach out to some ambassadors. Like, what is this? What are you talking about? So, so I'm terrifying. Uh, yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about Data Plus Love. Um, we're really interested. I've listened to quite a few episodes. They, for the most part, are quite funny. Um, very, very fun way. She to said for the most part. So the others is there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was I not need a you to name names. About, that was not a comment about that. <laughs> um, gosh, that's so terrible. Can we not? <laughs> uh, anyways, I really enjoyed getting to know the Tableau community that way. Uh, but what prompted you to start Data Plus Love? 
Yeah. Um, so you've never been to the conference before, and I know Danushki has. So part of the Tableau conference and part of the feeling you come back with, I relate, I sort of correlate to almost like a summer camp high where you come back and you've got all these friends and you just had such a great experience. You're like, oh, I want to keep this going all year. And then you don't talk to anyone for like six months. Um, and the one of the coolest things about Tableau conference beyond the actual content and the events and all that is the casual conversations that you have with people like over a dinner or when you're waiting for something or even at the airport while you're waiting for your flight. So I was like, oh man, I would really like to find a way to keep that rolling all year round. And uh, the first thing that came to my head is podcasts because I listen to just a ton of podcasts. They're great for like sort of making chores more effortless or having on in the background as you're doing something or picking your kids up. So I was like, okay, how do I sort of take this concept and bring it to that? And one of the things I was thinking about was just trying to replicate the idea of the casual conversation. So when I do Data Plus Love as a podcast, none of it's uh, scripted in advance. I don't even have questions in advance. I literally just do a little background on the person. So I have you know a general starting point. And then we just start talking. So it's a little bit of a high wire act. And I tell people, look, the first minute or two might be a little rough because we're going to be trying to figure out where we're going with this, but we've never missed yet. Um, so yeah. I introduce them, we start talking and then we get going. And after about 35 minutes or so, we wrap it up and we're done. But, um, the most complicated part of doing a podcast with no pre-planned questions is having to just really get good at active listening. So, so many times when we talk to people, we're waiting for the next thing that we'd like to say, or mm -hmm. they say something and we say, Oh, there's something I want to say related to that. And then we sort of tune out what comes next. So with uh, Data Plus Love, I've really had to engage a lot more with that and learn to pivot. When someone says something really good or interesting, you know, ask them to elaborate on that or follow up. And it, even if I had something I wanted to get to later, you know, maybe just push that aside and not do that uh, to instead allow what they would like to talk about come to the surface. I do love that. And it does come across in your episodes. Just it does, it does feel so organic. And I think when I first started listening to a few of them, I'm like, what are they talking about? But it made it, it made it so much more fun because you just don't know from one to the next, what the conversation was going to be. So, I don't even know. Yeah, I do love it. <laughs> I, I totally understand the active listening aspect too, because now that we do her data talks, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more, um, you know, you, you need to be there right there here and now and not think about what I'm having for lunch because I, always do that. So I'm always thinking about lunch though. I'm going to be fair no disrespect to anybody, but what meal is next and what I'm having is like a present all the time conversation in my head. <laughs> I mean, it's tricky because on a normal zoom call you might have for work, it's very rarely one-on-one -on -one unless it's with your boss directly or something like that. Oftentimes it's a group and in a group setting, it's very easy to, you know, do something else kind of in the background or tune out for 30 seconds or a minute. But literally when it's just you and one or two other people, there is no room for that. You just have to be fully present, which can be really uh, tiring afterwards. You, or you could be super fired up. Uh, I mean, there are many times when I've talked to someone on the podcast and we wrap and then we still talk for another 45 minutes afterwards because we're having such a good time and we brought up so many things that we were enjoying talking about. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it's really fun. I do love it. And I, I can understand the tiring part too. Um, we were talking because we all got to meet in person, uh, me, Danushki and Kevin, we got to see Jeff briefly earlier this week. And I take that for granted because we haven't been in the office like face to face with each other and it's all been Zoom calls and it is a different energy. It just, and sometimes as excited as you are, I'm kind of that extroverted introvert. 
And so it depends on the day. You know, sometimes you're really exhausted after that exchange, but it's great to be surrounded by good people, right? Totally. What a problem to have. <laughs> okay, Zach, before we let you go, we are going to do a quick rapid fire round. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, so let's ask, okay, but to be fair, after listening, I have to clear the air first. The ask them anything um, where Mark was talking, asking questions of you. Did you know those questions in advance? Um, I saw some of them. I actually, I collected them, but I didn't really read them. So people responded to the thread and I just kind of scooped them up into a text file and sent them to Mark, uh, without really paying attention. So some of them I was peripherally aware of, but for the most part, I was like, okay, this is happening. And I, I had no, um, pre-planned answers. So after that, like inquisition, I'm down for whatever. That's what I was going to say. After hearing that, I thought, listened to that first the first time and I thought oh my gosh this is impressive that like he was able to answer some of these questions and so quickly if I was me I'd I need a minute I I would have had some ums um. (laughs) it's more impressive we didn't have to edit any answers out like where I'm like well true (laughs) yeah I am looking forward to tonight's uh Kevin let us know that Kevin and Ken are coming so I'm looking forward to this and I might be um sending some questions if you're still taking any but anyways (laughs) to put you on the spot we only have five so no worries (laughs) yes so five questions and you answer with whatever popped into your head fastest well whatever first popped into your head ready (laughs) are you ready for this sure okay (laughs) okay question number one what candy bar best describes your personality and why uh, Heath Bar because it looks boring, but it's complex on the inside. Oh my wow! I kind of forgot about Heath Bar. Sorry. <laughs> I do love Heath Bars. So good answer. All right, who is your favorite Zen master? You know there there are allegiances there. Like you can't just put that out there. It's I mean, there, there's there's like rivalries, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> Kevin because I'm talking to Kevin tonight. Aww. Kevin is my favorite Zen master. But aren't you talking to Ken too? I'm going to say Ken because Ken's my favorite Zen master. (laughs) Okay, I love that answer. (laughs) All right, moving on. What is your go-to karaoke song? Um, I'm going to say Don't Stop Believing because it's (gasps) easy. And everyone gets into it and they start singing. So even if you're not feeling super confident on some of the Steve Perry high notes, it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. Can you give us a quick... um, Three second preview. She's just a small town girl. <laughs> Let me tell you, having like low shame threshold, it really uh, lifts a lot off you. And I blew out your audio, so it doesn't matter anyway. You made my Friday. This is perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. If the Tableau Conference could be anywhere in the whole entire world, where would you want it to be? No pressure to say Cincinnati. Uh, I'm, don't worry about that. Uh, I, I'd love to have it back in New Orleans again. Uh, New Orleans was great. It was spread out. There's lots of cool stuff to do. Vegas is great, but Vegas is Vegas. And if you've done it once, you've kind of done it a million times. But uh, New Orleans is a great spread out city with lots of stuff to do. And even though the convention center is like three miles long, that's okay. Would Cincinnati not be on the list at all? Is that what you're trying to say? You know, I have no context for Cincinnati. So, like, Cincinnati is neither hot nor cold for me. Cincinnati is not on my radar. Hello. What about all the data community? Awesome people that are in Cincinnati. Abruptly ending the call. I'm kidding. That's my favorite Zen master. Who's not Cincinnati? No. That's fantastic. Okay. 
what is your most favorite Tableau tip? Wow, uh, I just love some of the keyboard shortcuts like G for grid. So sometimes, obviously, we'd prefer to do stuff inside containers where you can very easily fit stuff in, but that doesn't always work out, particularly if it's a passion project that you know requires you to think outside the box and float some stuff. So, I mean, obviously, you can map the coordinates to stuff, but sometimes you just want to eyeball it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, hitting that G for grid button is super handy for uh, aligning some stuff. So. Nice, nice. Awesome. All right, one more bonus question because I was going to say, forget the bonus. Very important one. What is your go-to cereal? Uh, okay, it's the ginger granola from Trader Joe's. It oh, sounds very healthy. It's not. That is, that oh, is an unexpected okay. answer. Ginger granola. Okay, I've got some. It's got things like crystallized too. ginger in it. It's uh, it's really tasty. It's got this like nice little heat to it from the ginger. So it's a. Uh, a twist on the traditional granola and it's got nuts and all that fun stuff. Yeah, we are thinking of like Reese's Puffs and I know. We are Reese Puffs girls. And I guess I just imagined if you had that as an option, everyone's gonna hands down pick that. But okay, granola, um, ginger granola, I'm gonna I mean, I you know what? Like, it. that's good in small doses, but it's the kind of thing I'd burn out on. And some of those, like, air crisp cereals are just, you know, the ratio between that and the milk, like, either you have to get it to, to it really quick and it's, like, overly dry or you wait too long and it's overly soggy. You know, I overthink things. This is a lot to consider. I never never took this as serious as I should. But yeah, I, I know. This is good. Awesome. <laughs> All I right, mean, it's going to be on the record. I know. If you're putting it on the record, like you got to put some thought into these things. And I put like half a second in the favorite cereal there. So, well, yeah, that's fair. I guess we just need to call cereal out of more. This, this got weird, guys. This got weird. <laughs> I honestly am sitting here contemplating. I have nothing to follow up with. I don't. Well, you know, we, we could sit here. Cereal. We could sit here and talk about, you know, more Tableau-related stuff. But when is anyone going to ask you what your favorite cereal is? Like, come on now. <laughs> like, like who, who'd, win, who'd win in a knife fight, Ken or Jeff Schaefer? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leaving Kevin out. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the hard-hitting questions that we never think to ask. I'm right? talking like a gentleman's knife fight, like Sharks and Jets, where they hold, like, you know, a bandana with one hand and each have a switchblade. That's switch hilarious. Something like that. I kind of thought the best question there was the candy bar. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say that I came up with it, but I thought that was bar is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. amazing. Yes. Agreed. I've not had one. I don't think. Oh, my I don't know. God, girl. What? <laughs> I need to explore. Like, I think my problem is honestly very simple. I find something I love and I eat it a lot. Okay, what's it's, yours? It's a, um, Reese cup or Snickers. I mean, mm. or Twix. I mean, Twix. 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 Luckily for me, I feel like my favorite candy bars are all of the popular Halloween candies. And now that I have four boys, I'm set for life. It may not have been a part of the planning. <laughs> if I was to answer this question, though, I would probably say Snickers. Cause I'm a little naughty. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we're good. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Zach. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. Finally getting to um, quasi meet you. And um, we really appreciate it. So thank well, you. Well, thank you for having me on ladies. I hope we get to do this in person sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. And go hard tonight. <laughs> Take that flirliges. <laughs> Good luck, soldiers. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye. Bye. Bye.
Data Plus Love is recorded and produced by Zach Bowders. Our music track is We Are Legends by Alex Stoner. Hey, you're still here. Um, you're probably waiting for like the next podcast uh, to kick in, probably something better. Um, thanks for hanging on. Anyway, if you're picking up what we're putting down, uh, consider buying us a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com slash D-A-T-A-P-L-U-S-L-O-V-E. Um, just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolf man. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks to your patronage. Have a great day.